Hi, and welcome to Religion and Story. This is a bi-weekly podcast where we discuss anything and everything, but always from a Christian perspective. This is our second podcast in what will hopefully be a long series. So today we'll just start off with quick introductions. Uh, I have Stephen with me here. Thanks, Mike. Glad to be here. And Daniel's here as well. Hey, everyone. And I'm Michael Crouch. Today we, we have an what I think is an interesting story, especially for anyone who's never heard it before. Uh, Stephen, our oldest brother, went to several of the Christian colleges, and he's going to take us through uh, the the run of how he went through those colleges. So, Stephen, why don't you actually start uh, from the beginning? Oh, yeah. Um, before I even hit the Christian college circuit, I actually went to Abilene Christian Elementary School. Um, uh, it's K-12 through education system. Uh, I was there for two years and uh, my dad uh, finished up from the Air Force and then we relocated to the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Um, From there I uh, graduated from Fort Worth Christian High School, decided to attend Oklahoma Christian um, and I uh, was doing a uh, Air Force ROTC program through the University of Oklahoma. I did that two years. I decided I was having to major in a technical degree. I was doing computer engineering, and uh, I d- could not quite hack it like some of the other kids that had a, you know, like that programming background coming right. out of school. I didn't have that offered to me at the high school I went to. Uh, but after so, that, so after yeah. two years, you're we're at one uh, Christian college so far. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm going to keep keep track. <laughs> yeah, that was about the longest I, I spent any uh, any place, but. Um, I, uh, I graduated, did not graduate, I uh, went to uh, um, Oklahoma Christian two years, decided that I wanted to switch over to accounting, um, and also being in the Air Force ROTC program, I wasn't allowed to uh, do uh, college sports because my schedule would not allow for it, and I, I figured if I opened up my schedule with dropping that, I'd be able to play college soccer, but uh, before I decided to transfer, I did take a, a class at Lubbock Christian, or a couple classes, uh, over their winter semester, so I, I was officially a registered student at that school. Um, but when I was looking around to see uh, what schools had soccer programs, I had looked at Harding, but I had tried out for Freed Hardeman when I was in high school, and the coach remembered me, so I went out there. Um, I uh, did their basically their spring training or their uh, off-season program with them, and then uh, uh, was talking uh, scholarships with the coach, decided it wasn't going to be a good fit, so I went to their, uh, their pretty much their rival, Harding University in Searcy, Arkansas, uh, went there for two years. I had to sit out a year based upon the NCAA transfer rules and um, uh, ended up playing a season there. The uh, uh, season did not go uh, very well. I think we were one and eight at uh, one and 18 or something. Oh, oh. Um, and I do like to say the uh, one game that I played that season, I was the game we won. I don't know how much of a, I had uh, as a, a factor in that game. Probably none. But uh, I, after two years at uh, Harding, I ended up going to um, uh, York College in York, Nebraska. And I played there. That was definitely my best experience with, with a soccer program. The, uh, the team and bond at such a small school like that really... Uh, um, you know, had an effect on me, and uh, that's where I ended up graduating with a degree degree in accounting after 
I guess five and a half years is really what it took me. I mean, uh, is accounting is usually a four and a half year program at most schools, but you know, I also had to you know switch schools several times, so some credits didn't transfer. But uh, yeah. So let me ask a few questions. Well, first, I have to start with the the obvious joke. A lot of people go to school for six years. We call those people doctors. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so let me ask you this question: uh, How many? How many hours did you have when you graduated? Uh, I had, I'd have to pull up my transcript, it's been a while, but I think I, I had right over 150. Okay, which so, is sitting for the CPA. Yeah, I, I could sit for the CPA because I, uh, I'm pretty sure I had all the requirements as far as the ethics classes and things like that went. And just for you at home who are keeping track, that was five Christian universities that you were officially enrolled in. I think if you count OU, where you were doing ROTC and maybe a college credit or two from the local community college back yeah, in high school, I did do that. you had seven different universities on your undergraduate transcript. And since then, you've gone on to get a graduate degree as well. Yeah. So, um, Oklahoma Christian, Lubbock Christian, Freed Hardman, Harding, and York. So I think that that especially qualifies you to talk even more about our next topic, which we'll all be discussing. Um, We're thinking about what are the criteria for choosing a Christian college? Um, Of course, you know, a lot of people go to other universities that maybe have a, a campus program for Christians, a, you know, a Christian ministry at a local church. Um, I know where I go in, in Fayetteville, they have that for the University of Arkansas. Down at Texas A&M, they have the Aggies for Christ, which is uh, very famous. Um, so th- those programs are prevalent, but today we're going to specifically talk about the criteria for choosing Christian colleges. Dana, what are some that you can think of um, that you think people should consider? Well, the first thing I want to say is that choosing a, a Christian college is, in fact, doing that, choosing a, a college. And that is really the foremost uh, thing that you need to be considering when doing this. If you're looking for some sort of Christian experience or Christian growth, that's what the church is for. Mm-hmm. But you are looking for a college in this situation. And so you need to be looking for college things such as the uh, the prowess of the degree that you're going to graduate with, the program that that university has. Um, you're supposed to be looking for academics at this school. That's just the first thing I think that you should be considering. Stephen, what about you? I, you have a lot of experience, so what are some of the things that people should consider when looking at Christian colleges? Yeah, I agree with Daniel that the uh, the education that you're getting from a school does take a, a big role. And if we're playing the part of a parent here, um, a lot of kids uh, will make the choice to maybe not even go to college. And so we need to say, uh, how much of an influence are you uh, as a parent willing to uh guide your kid in a certain direction to uh, uh, put them where you think that they should be. And you're their parent. You should be able to uh, guide them and be a mentor as much as you possibly can. Don't, you know, if you have the chance to save your kid from doing something that you think or putting them in a place where you don't think that uh, they will succeed spiritually or uh, even be exposed to more than they should, 
then as a, your job as a parent is to get them away from that. But uh, a few of the other things that I was thinking of as far as things that you want to consider um, when guiding your kid a certain direction is uh, what are the policies of the school? I mean, what are some policies that we've kind of seen uh, that you think might be important when choosing one Christian uh, university or college from another? Yeah, so we're obviously dealing here with uh, church or schools affiliated with the Churches of Christ, and as part of that, um, Church of Christ probably being or or evangelical, and there are some what we would consider more conservative rules at these schools, and that is a, a big part. Even among these schools affiliated with the Churches of Christ, there is a, a large spectrum of rules. Um, I think uh, I think foremost of I don't know. Pepperdine on one end of the spectrum, and we have uh, Stephen. What was the probably the most conservative rule-based school that you attended? Uh, definitely say Freed Hardeman was. Okay, so that that's just one spectrum that we can look at. It, one of the funny things uh, I I have um, very little evidence to back this up, but I've heard stories about another university called Florida College that is considered the most conservative of the schools. It's so conservative, I've never met anyone that went there. So if any of our listeners know someone that did, have them come to our website, comment on the podcast. We would love to hear some of their stories. So you have this this spectrum of rules. Um, are there parts of the rules themselves that lend themselves to a, uh, a better experience in college? Is that something that... Well, yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, so, granted, there is some degree of subjectivity in this discussion. Course, right. I, I mean, I think that there is a, a perfect uh, balance of rules at a certain school that you can go to, and that's the best one. But I'm sure there are plenty of people who disagree with me. But the, the thing that needs to be considered is, what do you want... Uh, your child to be exposed to uh, what are they free to see and that's a big part for some people that's what they do at college you want them to be exposed to a lot um, and then there are other things here's the uh, the other side which is what do you not want them to be doing no matter what mm-hmm. sure uh, and and I will say this, that as, as much as you might want your children to be in a safe environment, I think we would all agree that that's a, you know, who's against safety, obviously. Uh, we also realize that the rearing, the raising of children happens well before they go to college. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the way that they will interact in that environment perhaps is determined in the household well before they ever go off to college. Right, and I, I would say just from my personal experience, I, I don't think I would have been either uh, worried for either Daniel or Michael when they went off to school. Why? Because I know the types of people they hung out with before. They would have gone out and found similar friends when they went to a university. And I, I would have probably been comfortable with sending you to any state school that y'all might have chosen to go to. Me, myself, I did not... Uh, choose to do the best activities when I was in my my teenage years and I made friends trying to be in uh, whatever popular crowd uh, I I was trying to fit into and so uh, I'm glad my parents really uh, reinforced that I went to a Christian university and the sad thing is I did find similar friends at the Christian universities I went to. So so what are some of the other things we want to talk about? How important is it when choosing a university to 
how much d- does following your friends uh, affect in, uh, the importance of it? Should you follow... So let's say you have uh, some group of friends that are going to one Christian university and you're s- split in your decision between a few of the different ones that are out there. Um, is following your friends a good idea? Um, I would just go on the record saying no. That uh, from This is purely anecdotal, but okay. I, I have plenty of friends from... Uh, my high school, who a lot went to the same university, and then there's a bunch of other people got scattered around the map going to other schools. And I, I feel that the people who went to the same university ended up uh, continuing high school because they stayed with the same group, and there wasn't necessarily the type of growth that you want in a university setting. Surely they they changed in plenty of ways, but not the ways that are necessary. Um, expanding your horizons, meeting new people is a big part of that. Yeah, I mean, that is a common joke that uh, some universities are referred to in uh, as the 13th grade. Uh, <laughs> but you have a lot of Christian high schools that feed into certain universities. I know that I'm trying to remember the name of the, There's a Christian uh, high school and uh, it's a suburb of Nashville. Anyway, but there's a lot of students from that high school. Ezel Harding? And, uh, well, th- well, that's one of them. Well, there's um, a, there's David a, Lipscomb. There's Jackson Christian in Tennessee. That They had a few uh, kids at Free Hardman, a lot of them over at uh, Harding, too. And same with Harding Academy at Harding. But, you know, um, you're going to get those cliques that uh, fall into each school. Sure. But, yeah. I just wanted to add that I think on the other side you have another issue, which is going to a school all by yourself. And I had plenty of friends from high school who did that, who just following them via Facebook, you can see that they had a harder time, it feels like. Not always, granted, but it seems if you're by yourself, um, it can be a rough journey ahead. You should be prepared for that rough journey just knowing ahead of time that if you're a more introverted personality, going somewhere where you don't know anyone can be difficult. Hopefully Christian uh, schools will be an environment where they can make friends. Obviously they can. But what you don't want to do is go home every weekend. Uh, You need to stay there on the campus making sure that you're developing those friendships outside of the classroom. Uh, how How about the size of the school? Does that... Does that play a role in choosing a university to attend? Well, uh, so I did end up getting my degree from York College in York, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. The school is about, uh, I want to say 500 students, and actually my parents went there. That's where they met. When they went there, it was a two-year school, and I want to say it was pretty close to the same size. It's a tiny school, tiny school. Good thing about it is you know everybody there. You uh, are very close to the teachers, the community itself, because the town isn't that big. Uh, but the problem that I found was that when I was wanting to get a job afterwards, uh, I and I wanted to go back to Texas, their career services didn't really uh, network with uh, you know the big businesses in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, which is where I was wanting to relocate to. So I, you know, not to say that I couldn't find a job. I went home and I got a job, but I did it on my own means. And so that was a problem with how, if a bigger university is going to have more power of helping you get a job, more career fairs, et cetera. Right. The alumni bases in different uh, different locations are stronger for some universities. Yeah. York College, 
in 2011 had an enrollment of 510 people. It's a smaller university and likely has more regional power for what they're trying to do. Uh, I went to Harding University, which as far as their undergraduate population is the largest of the Church of Christ uh, universities, has just over 4,000, maybe about 4,500 for undergraduate population. Um, Having that large base of... um, potential friends. Think about it that way. Uh, When you go into uh, a large group, you are likely to find people that are similar to you. Um, And I think that that's kind of the trade-off you have. So at York, some of the smaller schools, you have this intimate setting where you get to know a a smaller group of people really well. At Harding, you could meet a new person every day and not meet everyone uh, by the time uh, you graduate. Think about it that way. Um, but at the same time, there was an interesting study that, that Facebook did based off of uh, the you know saying that you're married to someone on Facebook. And uh, they, they checked to see which universities have the most people that went to the same university. So how likely are you to find someone at that university that you that you could marry. And of course, we should have a whole nother podcast on this idea of marriage, uh, specifically within the Christian university context. But out of the top 25 universities, there were three Church of Christ universities, Harding University, Freed Hardman, and Oklahoma Christian. And what do you know, Stephen didn't find his wife there. She, we, we love Crystal. <laughs> he went to all three and still didn't do it. So it doesn't work for everyone. Not to say I, I dated a lot. Yeah, right, <laughs> now, um, now I assume that that uh, those numbers are adjusted to the size of the school. I mean, because I'm sure there's a ton more people that went to the University of Texas, let's say. Sure. That that's up, but yeah. So. That's correct. It is adjusted for the size of the university. That's that's a good thing to point out. So, um, any other things that uh, that we want to talk about as far as. What to consider? Actually, I want to unpack one that you said earlier, Daniel. You you talked about academic prowess, just the integrity of the degree you'll be receiving. Um, what do Christian universities have to offer, and why do you think a Christian education is so important? Well, uh, I th- so like I said, I think that you need to be considering the academic side of your degree. That's what you're going to school for. But I think that the liberal arts education that you'll get at most of these Christian schools is also extremely important because uh, they are trying to train you up in Christian living. And that, that's a really cool part of the Christian university. And there's a lot of other parts, as we already mentioned, um, finding a spouse, something like that. Um, but I, I know with Harding, you, you have a mandatory 18 hours of Bible credits that you have to take during your time there, um, regardless of your degree. And because of that, um, since then, go, going to a church that is not in Searcy, where Harding is, and the, but there are people from Harding who have gone to this church where I go, Central Church of Christ in Little Rock, that you can see that there is this leadership that is being built up from the students from Harding, the Harding graduates, because they have these uh, Christian classes that they've taken on a college level that they've been trained through all sorts of 
ways at Harding to be leaders in their church. And I think that's a, a really neat thing that Church of Christ universities can do. I think that's an interesting topic for us to uh, address later on, this idea of a leadership coming out in your early days right after the university setting. So you're saying like you need to be talking about the quality of the degree. A lot of schools will specialize in uh, certain areas of study, and some don't even offer some. Uh, I guess Oklahoma Christian is the, I guess the go-to for computer engineering and degrees like that. Um, and, uh, I'm trying to think like what schools are, are strong in certain subjects, but yeah, like York, I, I, I'm thinking that they didn't even offer a few, uh, like common degrees, but they did have all your basics and things like that. So, so certainly doing your homework there is very important. Checking with other alumni that might know some of those things. So that's a good synopsis of many of the things you should consider when looking for a Christian university. I'm sure we'll consider, we will continue to consider some of these topics in future podcasts. So I'll throw it over to Stephen to close us out. All right. We want to thank everybody for listening to this all for today's show. If you want to check us out online at religionandstory.blogspot.com, uh, leave us your comments there. Um, and also you can follow us on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Stephen underscore Crouch. And Michael and Daniel, are you going to give yours? I have no idea what my Twitter account is. Well, if you <laughs> want to get in touch with Daniel, you can shoot me a tweet. Uh, uh, same with Michael. Uh, but yeah, we'll look forward for your feedback, and we will see you next time.